This is Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang and for Sasha Ann Simons. Spring is rolling in early, proving this year's groundhog predictions wrong. An earlier spring means plants are growing and releasing allergy-inducing pollen into the atmosphere to cover our cars, walkways, and patios. And this growing season has not only been coming earlier since the 1970s due to climate change, but it's also lasting longer and getting worse in North America. That's according to a recent report by the research and news nonprofit Climate Central. Joining us now to talk about everything you need to know about allergy season is Dr. Beju Malde. She's an allergist with the Northwestern Medical Group for Adults. Doctor, welcome to Reset. Thank you so much. And we want to hear from you. Have a question for the doctor? Call us at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. So, Dr. Beju, we are over a week into spring. What is allergy season looking like so far in the Chicago area? Oh, there are many people already suffering, and I feel like they've been suffering earlier. Starting even early March, people were complaining of, I'm having shortness of breath, chest tightness, wheezing, their asthma's been acting up, they've been sneezing and coughing and having um, itchy eyes. So definitely it's been going on for some time now. Are you noticing, you know, more patients coming in lately than, than previous years? I feel like there's probably the same number of patients coming in overall. Um, however, I do think that people are more miserable, and there are also new patients coming in. So I think it's a mixture of some new patients and some uh, patients who've already suffered, but they're suffering earlier than they have in the past. Mm. You know, according to the report, we mentioned that the top uh, quarter of adults and one in five children suffer from seasonal allergies. How can people tell if they have seasonal allergies? So often, you know, the question I get is, am I having a cold or mm. are these? An, is this an allergy? One of the distinguishing features is that if you're having a lot of itchy, if you're having more itchiness, I would say potentially it's potentially an allergy more. However, the symptoms are often the same, a stuffy nose, runny nose. Those can be either ones. However, also if you're having a fever, chills, definitely not an allergy, definitely a more of a upper respiratory infection. Got it. You know, how do allergies present themselves differently in children uh, versus adults? Uh, pretty much, I think the kids have the same symptoms typically. However, sometimes kids don't have the words to express what they're feeling. So they may not say, I have a stuffy nose, but be like, you'll hear that they can't sniff <laughs> from their nose very well. Or, you know, you'll still see their drippy nose coming out, or they'll be rubbing their eyes instead of saying, I have itchy eyes. So I think you'll take these little cues that they show us more than the words that they use to describe it. You know, um, I'm, I'm very curious, are allergies inherited? You know, should people with bad allergies be concerned about their, their young children having the same symptoms? It's quite interesting that, you know, when you have children, it's very likely they may develop allergies. If your mother's allergic, you have a 30% risk of developing allergies. If your both of your parents are, you have a 60% chance of developing allergies. However, you don't know what symptoms they're going to get. It's not like, mm. hey, my dad has a cat allergy. I'm definitely going to be allergic to the cat. But you may get sneezing or itchy eyes from a dust. So you'll, you have a much more higher propensity to developing allergies in general, but we don't know what it's going to seem, what the manifestation is going to be, how, what it's going to look like. Dr. Beju, you, you know, earlier you said that you're seeing people coming in earlier uh, in this, this season than previous years, but have you seen patients kind of experiencing seasonal al- allergies for the first time? Is that happening? 
Oh, absolutely. I sometimes tell people that my oldest patient I've ever met who never had allergies was 89 years old. He came in one day and he's like, I've been fine my whole life. And he's like complaining of getting a sneezing and itchy eyes during a season. And we figured out it was allergies. And he hadn't had his entire life all this until this year. Yeah. Wow. As a reminder, we want to hear from you, listeners. Have you? Do you have a question for the doctor about your allergies this spring? Give us a call at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. Uh, Dr. Beiju, beyond the typical symptoms, what are other non-traditional symptoms that uh, folks may experience and maybe not even realize that they're, they're linked to allergies? So I think one of the main things people don't realize is an allergy is asthma. 80% of asthma has an allergic component. So the person is feeling short of breath or having wheezing or coughing, and they'll be like, I don't know why this is happening. But allergies have a big reason that that can happen. So I think seeing an allergist if you are having asthma is extremely important to help manage your symptoms to the best of yours and their ability together as a team. Dr. Beju, we have Brock on the line. He's calling from Wildwood. Brock, what's your question for the doctor? Uh, yes, doctor. Thank you. Uh, so separate from asthma, which which could be something that someone is overexposed to a particular stimuli, stimuli whether that be dust or whether that be uh, any, any other uh, type of uh, particulate matter, uh, I'm interested in genetics. And if a person or persons uh, are suffering or living with a particular allergy, could that be because they're genetically predisposed not to be living in a certain area where, where their, their body is saying, hey, you shouldn't be living in this area because you're being exposed to this type of flora or fauna? Uh, so I don't think we fully understand the genetics of allergy. I think we're learning it. There is definitely a genetic component to it, but we don't know particularly like what gene is causing. I also find that when you live in a particular area, sometimes it can take two to three years to live in that area to develop your allergies. And one of the interesting things is with the world changing and growing, a lot of people also say, hey, you know, back in the desert southwest, we don't have this tree, but we love this tree. So they'll irrigate the land and have that tree planted there. And so we'll also develop allergies in that situation as well. Um, so I think before you decide to move away or anyone moves away from their particular location, they need to know that they may even develop allergies in that location. Thanks, uh, Brock, for calling in. Uh, Dr. Beju, you know, what pollen isn't, isn't the only allergen to worry about in the spring. Mold spores are also on the rise, and they can cause quite a headache, especially for, uh, for people with asthma. How do mold allergies compare to pollen allergies? Um, you know, the symptoms from either a mold or from pollen is the same. I think that the, when it bothers you, it will be different a little bit. For example, if it's a wet day, mold is like more likely to grow. And mold can be both indoors or outdoors. So, we, you know, looking at your home, looking at your environment um, is very important as well. This is Reset. I'm Esther Yunji Kang in for Sasha Ann Simons. Uh, spring is here in Chicago, and a recent report shows that allergy season is coming earlier, lasting longer, and getting worse across North America. We're discussing that with allergist Dr. Beiju Malde of the Northwestern Medical Group for Adults. And we're also taking your questions about spring allergies. Give us a call at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. Uh, let's dig into the science of allergies. 
Dr. Beju, why are humans allergic to plants in the first place? You know, we're around them all the time and, and, and need the air they produce to, to breathe, but we can also get sick uh, from what's being, you know, made by these plants. And so how does, how does this work? Um, I, you know, I think that is a wonderful question. I think we don't fully understand, again, why to be able to develop um, allergies. Uh, so I think that that's a work in progress as to why it happens. There is um, potentially why are more people developing allergies. There is a hypothesis that we have, quote, unquote, two clean environments. It's called a hygiene hypothesis. Mm. And because we aren't exposing ourselves to dirt as much as we used to, we could potentially develop more allergies. But we don't know this fully. Mm. And it's, that's a research project that is, we're all looking into um, at this time. So what should people do, you know, if they think they're allergic to pollen or potentially something else like grass or, or a specific plant? So, you know, definitely see an allergist would be helpful to figure out which pollens bother you. Their first treatment is um, avoidance. So, for example, don't go outside early in the morning or late at night if you can avoid it because those are the highest times of day that the pollen counts will be ha- um, a little bit higher. When you come home, Take a shower in the evening. Wash that mm. pollen off of you. That's an easy thing to do. If you're suffering more, you may need some medications, something such as a nasal steroid, but do that under the direction of a doctor so you know what are the potential side effects. When do I need to get my eyes checked, for example? And then oral antihistamines can use. Be careful because some of those can make you drowsy. Um, and then, again, the final the other treatment we have is allergy shots, kind of to decrease your sensitivity to an allergen um, if you're much more severe or don't want to take medications for long term or want to try to alter the disease, that's kind of also very good treatments for allergies. We have a caller from Elgin who wonders if there are bad interactions between prescription allergy meds and, and the meds that people often take to manage their mental health. Doctor? So, you know, I think that you have to be very careful about which um, medications you're taking in general. So I would say definitely touch base with your pharmacist. Tell them I'm taking these medications and ask them which medications um, are interacting. Also talk to your um, primary care doctor about it. But definitely um, some things can make people drowsy. Some things can make people more activated. For example, pseudoephedrine can make your heart race. Mm. If you're feeling anxious, you might feel uh, or if you're being treated for anxiety, you don't want to feel that. Definitely touch base with both the pharmacist and or your primary care doctor or your allergist to make sure that you know the side effects of medications and the interactions to make sure that you're not taking anything that could be harmful to you. And also be very, very careful with things that are herbal. Herbal supplements can cause mm. people just as much problem as regular medications. Jenny is calling from Morgan Park. What's your question, Jenny? Hi, Dr. Maldi. I am having a hard time figuring out what my allergy season is because it feels like the whole year has just blended into one allergy disaster. And I'm now wow. on five medications oh, all year round for my asthma and allergies. And I'm wondering, um, A, have you seen this happening more and more in Chicago that there's just one like year-long allergy season? And two, do you have any recommendations for something I could do instead of taking five medications? Mm. 
Right. Um, Jenny, good, great questions. I think, you know, um, hopefully you are seeing an allergist um, and, and or a pulmonologist, but definitely I think seeing someone to figure out what am I allergic to. Some of the year-round allergens that a person can be exposed to are, of course, animals if they have a pet, a cat or a dog. It could be a dust mite allergy. There's lots of lovely treatment options for that. And then understanding your medications and then Again, if they find allergies for you, could you consider allergy shots? What is the best treatment? People with really bad asthma might need some of the biologic agents that we see on TV. So working with your allergies to figure out what is the best treatment plan for me? How can I make myself better? Am I going to be suffering all year round? And which seasons are worse for me? Can I decrease medicines during certain seasons? Can I not? Um, there's a lot of great things I think that can be done to try to help um, you and feel better um, in the long term. Mary is calling from Northwest Indiana. What's your question, Mary? Hi, thanks so much. I love WBEZ, um, and I am a donor. Thank so you. The question <laughs> is, is that um, I have um, spontaneous, like, uh, nose gets plugged. I'll be inside working or sometimes outside, mostly inside. Uh, nose gets plugged, runny eyes, tickle in the throat, start coughing, lasts maybe 15, 20 minutes, disappears. Um, I could be at work. I work in a library. Um, I have been tested for, I think it was about 100 known allergies wow. on my back. Came back negative. Mm. And I usually have one nostril plugged at night, not the other one, and it, ba- it um, goes back and forth. The other nostril can become open, and then the other one gets plugged. So I can take the answer off the air if you'd like. What's your question for the doctor? So what is causing this? <laughs> um, is there, do I need further testing? Is it just like kind of normal that maybe something in the air is generating an issue and that it might be something that will never be solved and I just sort of have to live with it? Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. You know, that's a great question. Um, there is this condition we call either chronic rhinitis or one of the older terms we use is called vasomotor rhinitis. And I tell people, you have a hyperirritant nose. It is irritated by stuff in the air, whether it's perfume, smoke, strong smells, the barometric pressure changes. Um, and like, you are irritated by the world. I joke uh, to many of my patients who have this condition, unfortunately. There are certain medications that may help you in this situation. They're not, we don't have great treatments. They're not, it's not a wonderful treatment, um, but there are certain um, medications um, that can be used. For example, there are nasal antihistamines that may or may not help a patient in that situation. But definitely, you're not alone. Um, a lot of people feel it. People often feel like it gets worse in the spring and fall. And it's not because there's another allergen out there. You said you got tested and they didn't find anything. But because the barometric pressure, especially in Chicago, goes up and down during that season, that may be contributing to your symptoms. Thanks, Mary, for your question. Uh, Dr. Beju, you know, allergy season's coming earlier uh, due to climate change. So what other changes have you noticed about allergy season in our region? Um, they, I think it lasts both. It starts earlier, but it lasts longer. When I was in training about 20 years ago, we used to tell people classically, March and April, that's your tree season. May and June, typically grass season. August and September, we think of ragweed season. Now I find that, that the trees are pollinating sometimes as early as um, early February, but going into like May. And similarly, our 
grasses are pollinating even to July. Mm. So I think our seasons, A, start earlier, but then last longer. Where can people go to, to find some relief, to find an allergist? Um, you know, we have many allergists at Northwestern. We have at least nine of us who are here. We have Rush is also wonderful, University of Chicago. But there's a lot of private practice allergists um, as well. So definitely touch base with your primary care doctor um, or look at, um, please call one of these hospitals because they're wonderful and can help. We are happy, we're all happy to take good care of anyone who is suffering. You know, these days, it's really hard to tell, like, is it allergies? Is it COVID? Is it a cold? We got a question from a caller wondering if a sore throat is a, is a sign of allergies. So a sore throat is, def- is a hard one. It definitely could be any of the above. Mm. I would say um, if you have an acutely sore throat, it just came on pretty suddenly. You definitely have a fever with it. You know, definitely think more of an infection. But even without a fever, a sore throat can be an infection. So... Definitely, if I think you're feeling a bad sore throat, you can't swallow, it's hurting to swallow, please get checked out. You may need to go to the urgent care first. And then if they think, oh, this is not, um, it's not due to an infection kind of situation, and it could be allergies as well. So sore throat can be from anything. It can also be from acid reflux. Um, So lots of things can cause a sore throat. Please get checked out if that happens. We have another caller. Dave is calling. Uh, What's your question, Dave? Hi, um, I have an allergy to alternalia, and I take levocetrazine and monolucast sodium because I also have uh, asthma because of that. I volunteer in the woods every week, and when I go out, I I take Benadryl, which doesn't bother me at all, like it does most people, as a kicker. And I'm just wondering if that is harmful. So I have a couple thoughts on that. I mean. Alternaria is a type of mold, and that is why um, you're having those symptoms. I personally like doing avoidance measures as well. So if possible, wearing a mask when you're outdoors may help you. Also taking a shower um, when you get back. In terms of the Benadryl, I don't like long-term treatment of it. Once in a while, it's okay. But because Benadryl is, um, can make you drowsy and also because it can cross what's called the blood-brain barrier, it may not be good for your memory long-term. So I'd say using Benadryl intermittently for a short time is okay, but I definitely would touch base with your doctor about other options as to what symptoms you're experiencing when you're outdoors um, and come up with an alternative such as do you need a nasal steroid if your nose is stuffy. Um, but no, so that's, that's my thought on it. That was Dr. Beiju Malde, allergist and clinical instructor with the Northwestern Medical Group for Adults. Dr. Beiju, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much.